Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Zachary Hine and this is the third episode of Sounds of the Stater. On this episode of Sounds of the Stater, I will talk to senior co-captains Ethan Fitzler and Hunter Weiss to talk about a previous meet that they had where they placed well. I will also be talking to Zaxon Ritzling. Ritzling is the running mate of senior Adam Smith, who will be running once again for student senate president after falling short last year to Jorge Adame. And as always, we will conclude with best of the rest, in which I look at the other stories going in the stater and highlight them for you. You're listening to episode number three of Sounds of the Stater. Recently, the Wayne State Wildcat Men's Wrestling Club had a good result at the regional duels hosted by Ottawa University in Surprise, Arizona. Joining me now to discuss that duel and more about their individual wrestling careers are senior co-captains Ethan Fitzler and Hunter Weiss. Yep. All right. First question. Now, as senior co-captains, do you feel like you've had a lot of pressure this season? Ethan, we're going to start with you. Uh, Not necessarily. Just kind of going through what I need to and just making out with what I have left for the senior season and going all out. All right. Hunter, how about you? Uh, I feel like there's a little bit of pressure being like a co-captain this year, figuring with what I did this summer in Texas and then how I ended the season last year in the blood round. I feel like there's a little bit of pressure, but like Ethan said, working through it all and then pushing it to enjoy what's left of my career. All right. Now, I previously did a story in the Wayne Stater, and one of my subjects was actually Hunter Weiss's performance down in Texas. Hunter, if you would, could you give like some highlights or just a brief summary? of what happened down in Texas and then Ethan if you could give a response to your brother. Hunter, we'll start with you. So this summer I went down to Texas and I was a clinician at Lovejoy Public Schools and for the four days I helped coach teach them some wrestling and then that Saturday I competed in the Go Greco Nationals for our NCWA Association and I ended up winning the tournament. Alright, now Ethan, how do you feel about your brother's success down in Texas? Uh, I thought it was really good. He went out and competed and went out of his comfort zone and went and performed, and I think that's great. Yeah, that's good. Now, can you guys give me a summary of what you two did at the regional duels in Surprise, Arizona? Hunter, we're going to start with you again. So this past weekend, uh, I went 5-1 and one there, and I had five pins in the first period, and then the one match I did lose ended up going into overtime, and I ended up losing in that match. All right. Ethan, how about you? I kind of started off the day a little rough, so I went against North Texas kid, which I know he was pretty good, but wrestled all right. Wasn't at my best, but throughout the day, I went and did better and competed a lot better. I had one pin against UNLV, and then a tech fall against Dixie. State and ended out getting a almost a major decision, but decision the guy from Ottawa. So I think our, as a team, we really performed throughout the day. All right, that's really good. Now, what was Coach Vanderwaal's response as you two were, I believe, two of four wrestlers that went five and one, and your fellow senior Tyson Cisneros went six and zero. Oh. But in terms of you two, what was Coach Vanderwaal's response? Ethan, we'll start with you. Our comp- 
competition kind of just showed on how hard we wrestle in the practice room and how hard we push each other and how together we are actually as a team. That's good. Hunter? Yeah, like Ethan said, we push each other hard in the practice room. Uh, the competitions we've done before Ottawa was against people that were D1, D2, and AIA. So I feel like Coach Vanuel was very proud of our success that we had as a team down there. All right, that's really good. Now, how do you think that your successes will reflect going forward and your main NCWA tournament that's going to be coming up in about a month or so? Ethan, we'll start with you again. I think that the success that we had the, this past weekend was really good for our team because we've kind of seen a little uplift in the practice room, and I think it will really help guys boost their confidence in what they will see when we come up to these next few tournaments and that they can and we can actually go out and compete against the best guys. All right, Hunter, how about you? Uh, like Ethan again said, going out and competing against them, uh, it'll help build confidence, especially when it comes down to conferences and nationals. That's the showtime. That's our end goal. So we all want to end up on the podium at the end. So. All right. Now, talking with Coach Vanderwell previously, he said that both of you have history with being like really close to the top, but yet falling short. Do you two personally think that you're going to go on to that next level and place higher in like tournaments and whatnot, like conferences and nationals and whatnot? Hunter, we'll start with you again. Yeah, I feel like we both have the ability to go to the next level, reach what our goals are, and compete to the best of our ability. We both have wanted to be up on that podium at the end of the season the past couple seasons, so we got one last chance at it. All right, Ethan, how about you? Well, four years of going at this, I think we understand what it takes to get on the podium and how close we have been has really shown what we really want. And that's what we're doing in the practice room. We're wrestling each other and pushing each other and helping each other out, whether it's in school or in wrestling. I mean, that's what matters. I mean, we're there for each other and that's what we want to see each other be on top of that podium. Right. I really like the brotherhood in the wrestling room, like uh, Coach Vanderwell said when I interviewed him the other day. Now, Hunter, when I interviewed you uh, last semester, you touched briefly on what you're going to do with your wrestling skills, probably as like a coach or anything. But, mm -hmm. but now I'm going to pose the question off to Ethan and maybe get some recollection for what you told me last semester. With your wrestling skills and your successes, how do you plan to give back, so to speak? Ethan, we'll actually start with you. So I've been wrestling my whole life, and wrestling has gotten me through a lot of things, and I think wrestling is one of the hardest sports out there, and you can't compare it to anything. And what I like about it is you can teach a kid anything through wrestling. And I actually gave back in high school. I went to my local club, and I helped coach out, and now I'm my high school is wanting me to come back and coach and I really see the need to actually go back and help out for the youth and I think that's a great idea to just be able to go back and help out and that's what I really want to do. All right, and Hunter? Uh, same thing there. Uh, my high school is wanting me to come back or, and help coach there. It's a great thing to just be able to help out, like, the youth, like, seeing what helped me do when I was in club. Like, I started in second grade and have been wrestling ever since, and it is a brotherhood. Like, it teaches you, like, not to give up. Like, it can help you through so many different things in life. All right, that's really good. Now, final question for you two. 
What are your advice to the younger wrestlers? You know, like Zuha, Dalton Sabaka recently joined, Kramer, people like that. What advice do you have for them? Uh, Hunter, we'll start with you. I'd say just keep working. Like, it's not going to come to you in a day. It takes practice and time and effort to get to where you want to be. All right. And Ethan? I'd just like to say that iron sharpens iron when you're wrestling each other. So you're only going to make yourself and your partner better if you are actually putting in the work. And I know these guys can put in the work. So I think that these guys have potential and they can reach that potential when we get there. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ethan and Hunter, for the interview. Thank you. All right. And that was Ethan Fitzler and Hunter White, co-captains of the Wayne State Wrestling Club, talking about the NCWA National Duels in Surprise, Arizona, in which they play second. Coming up, we have an interview about student Senate presidential candidate, Senior Adam Smith, on Sounds of the Stater. Hmm, I need a newspaper to read. What's this? The Wayne Stater? Up-to-date news about Wayne State College, opinion columns, sports, movie reviews. Wow, this paper is awesome. Newspapers aren't just for senior citizens anymore, folks. Especially not here at Wayne State. That's because the Wayne Stater is made by the students for the students. And they come out every Wednesday, so be sure to pick up and read the Wayne Stater today. Welcome back to Sounds of the Stater. Student Senate elections are coming up fast at the end of February. One of the candidates for president is senior Adam Smith. Now, Adam Smith ran last year, but fell short to eventual winner Jorge Adame. This year, he is trying again. Join me now to talk about Adam Smith's second run at Student Senate presidency is his running mate. He is a sophomore business marketing major Jackson Ritzling. Jackson, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm really good. Good. All right. First question. Now, I feel like this is only appropriate since you've been his running mate for two years. When did you first meet Adam? Um, we met the first meeting for Senate. Um, he was handing out stuff, and we kind of hit it off then, and then started talking about like photography and everything because we both have that interest, and then we became friends pretty soon after that. All right, that's good. Now, could you highlight some of Adam's claims last year? You know, the year he fell short to Jorge. Like, as president, I'm going to do blank for the school. Oh, right. um, something that he really wanted to focus on was safety and inclusion on campus, which is super important in a college setting. And he still wants to focus on that this year as well. Just more added on to that. All right, that's good. Yeah, I'd have to agree, you know, with increasing of the LGBTQ plus population at Wayne State College, and frankly, in this country as a whole, inclusion is becoming more of a priority. Next question, what kind of strategies did you guys use last year, and will you be incorporating those same strategies running this year, or will you try and incorporate new ones? So last year, we really tried to run a very personal campaign. We talked to a lot of people in the common rooms of um, residence halls and in the cat center and everything, and we especially want to do that this year, just amp it up a little bit more. I gotcha. I personally like that strategy, you know. Pretty much every White House presidency has at least tried to be personal, but if you ask me, I don't know if they've really succeeded. <laughs> right. Who's your opponent for this year? And, well, opponents, like president and vice president and uh, 
What can you tell me about them? Alright, so far nobody has um, been announcing their running mate, but fairly early on, considering um, that this is about the time that Jorge and Morgan last year announced theirs. So. Oh, okay. So probably sometime like this week or next week? Um, yes, usually, yeah. I gotcha. How do you fancy uh, this year? And I guess going along with that, I know this probably is a sore subject for you, but what do you think, like, hindered you last year and, like, gave Morgan and Jorge the edge? Like, because me personally, like, I thought you had it in the bag. I mean, I know Adam. I've had classes with him. He's a very outgoing person. He's a very nice guy. He has a lot of friends on campus. So, I mean, I don't know. Me personally, I'm kind of puzzled with that. And... I bet he was as well. You know, as his VP and his friend, why do you think that was? Probably the biggest reason why people voted for Morgan and Jorge was the fact that together they knew so many people on campus, a lot more than Mm. I knew, especially as a freshman, which I'm not really sure if running as a freshman was like a detractant for people to vote, but everyone knew either Jorge or Morgan. And while a lot of people knew Adam, I just don't think he quite had that same I don't, I don't really want to say popularity wise but name recognition mm-hmm. especially because like they were both in the walk program together and, mm-hmm. and everything and i see but they also had some good ideas for students as well so i don't want to like just chalk it off to they were more popular yeah i got you i mean love it or hate it you know everyone has good ideas even if you don't agree with them you right know? and they definitely did yeah so. You know, speaking of ideas, I know inclusion's a big part, but what other, like, campaign promises are you and Adam promising? Because, like, as good as inclusion is, and we should try our very darndest to be as inclusive as possible, you know? I mean, there's got to be more to your campaign strategy than that. So, along with inclusion, what else will you guys be bringing to the table this year? Right. So something I especially really want want to focus on and a point of passion for me is how important clubs are, especially on this campus. Mm -hmm. And I really want to be able to support clubs, not just financially like Student Senate is known for, but also like to give ideas for them and really help them promote their club and get it to be a bigger deal than it already is. And I want to see bigger events on campus. And I really think Student Senate could do so much more to help that. And I also want to encourage people to get involved in their clubs and in there like running for student senate type things because college is really what you make of it and if like you just sit in your dorm room and don't do a lot of stuff you're really missing out on a lot of experiences and i think Mm -hmm. student senate could really help with that and encourage clubs and individuals to really take a bigger role on campus yeah no i definitely agree with that you know if anyone's going to help you break out of your shell i mean if you want to be broken out of your shell you know it is student senate you know you have a point a very good point at that have you guys really changed up your strategy and all like i mean we've already talked about that you want to be personable and i get it very well like like I feel like being personable with your peers is the best thing you can hope for but is there anything else that you know you're trying to bring to the table you know hopefully you can get the extra punts and you know get into presidency for Adam and VP for you right so I think the biggest difference between this campaign and the last one is that we currently don't have any and no one running against us mm. and we don't want to become like laid back or anything about that yeah, so usually how student senate races are um there's kind of like a debate almost held between the, the, the two candidates and we don't really have that option so far at least in the in the run 
So we really want to make sure to have like a town hall kind of thing where people mm. can come and talk to us about their problems on campus because really Student Senate is kind of everyone on campus has to be a part of it because we get all, all of our ideas and our inspiration from the constituents. So that's something that's really important to us. I got you. Now I feel like I need to ask this question. After Adam graduates, do you yourself want to run for student senate president? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I've kind of been thinking about it, like what role I want to play after my junior year. And I've thought about it, but I've also kind of considered going for more of like trustee or something mm. like that as well. Okay. But I don't know, that's a long ways away. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. I guess final question I want to ask is, I mean, earlier in the interview, you talked up perhaps why you didn't win is Adam didn't have like, quote unquote, a big name on campus and you didn't have, quote unquote, a big name on campus. Now I feel like Adam has a, quote, bigger name on campus and even you have, quote, a bigger name on campus. So with that in mind, do you see Bright Futures ahead for uh, you and Adam, you know, hopefully as a student senate pres and vice pres? Definitely. Um, we're super excited about what this campaign could hold and um, what our future in Senate could hold, especially for the campus and all of our ideas. But again, I, I do kind of want to make sure that it's not a popularity contest or mm -hmm. anything because it's yeah. also, it's a combination. So I think it just has to be the right combination. Yeah, I got you. You know, we're not high schoolers anymore. You know, we're adults. We need to handle this right. like adults. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much, Jackson. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope it was fun for you. All right, that was sophomore Jackson Ritzling, running mate of Adam Smith last year and this year, talking about their campaign strategies and what they're hoping for this year. Coming up, we have Best of the Rest on Sounds of the Stater. Grab a Wayne Stater newspaper. It is full of stories, articles, and fun topics, as well as sports news, news briefs, activities that are coming to the campus, and full cover stories on what has happened. A new issue of the Wayne Stater newspaper comes out every Wednesday and is available to pick up in various locations throughout the campus. The Wayne Stater, what you need to know. Welcome back to Sounds of the Stater. And finally, it's once again time for Best of the Rest. Of course, Best of the Rest is the segment of the podcast in which I look at the other stories going in the Wayne Stater and I give you, the audience, a brief overview. First up, do you want to get good discounts on clothes but you don't know where to go? Fret not, because I know two secondhand stores close to here that you can go. First up, you can visit Micah's Closet here in Wayne, Nebraska, and you can also go to Wakefield's nearly new, abbreviated WNN, in Wakefield, Nebraska, 10 miles from here. Finally, we have results from men's baseball, men's and women's track, and also men's and women's basketball over the weekend. Let's start with men's baseball. The men's baseball team started their season at the Cleburne Tournament in Cleburne, Texas over the weekend and played a total of four games, winning two and losing two. The Cats won their season opener on the 31st of January against Newman University by the score of 8-6. Notable players in that game include number 9 junior infielder Andrew Hansen, 
who assisted junior outfielder and catcher number 20 Alex Loughlin by getting his run on the scoreboard with an RBI. That's runs batted in. He also had three hits and two runs scored on the day. Also, I really liked number 29 Chris Cornish, a junior infielder out of Bellevue, Nebraska. Cornish hit a sacrificial bunt at the bottom of the seventh inning to help his fellow infielder Andrew Hans get on the scoreboard. What a team player, ladies and gentlemen. However, the superstar of that game was number 35 Bryce Besenius. Besenius is a senior infielder out of Des Moines, Iowa. Besenius hit a two-run home run at the bottom of the ninth where the Cats would seal the win over the Newman University Jets 8-6. Unfortunately, the Cats would go 0-2 on Saturday, February 1st, losing to the Southern Arkansas Mule Riders 5-15 with only seven innings in that game. And the Cats also lost to the Oklahoma Panhandle State Aggies 12-18. However, the Cats would come back strong on Sunday, February 2nd, beating the Southern Nazarene Crimson Storm 10-4. This win helped the Wildcats to a 2-2 record at the Cleburne Tournament over this past weekend. Next, the Wildcats will play a doubleheader at Rogers State on Saturday, February 8th. One game will be at 12 p.m. and the next will be at 2 p.m. On Sunday, February 9th, the Cats will once again play in Claremore, Oklahoma against the Rogers State Hillcats at 1 p.m. Good luck to the men's baseball team this weekend. Next, let's take a look at the men's and women's track teams and how they did this past weekend. On Friday, January 31st, the men's and women's track teams traveled to Mankato, Minnesota to compete at the Mark Shuck Minnesota State Open. For the men's team, there were several leaders. Two of those leaders were junior Cade Kalkowski and senior Dylan Kopp in the weight throw, with marks of 64 feet 1 inch for Kalkowski and 61 foot 1 inch for Kopp. In the 600-meter dash, junior Bryce Holcomb out of Lincoln, Nebraska, placed second with a time of 1 minute, 23.97 seconds. And in the 1,000-meter run, junior Brock Hegarty placed third with a time of 2 minutes, 37.21 seconds. For the women's team, the leaders were Michaela Marvin and Jordan Pester, who both placed third in their respected events. Marvin, a sophomore pole vaulter out of O'Neill, Nebraska, finished third with a clearing of 10 foot 6 inches. Pester, a sophomore sprinter out of Chester Oak, Iowa, finished third in the 400-meter dash with a time of 1 minute point 11 seconds. Next, both teams will travel down to the state's capital, Lincoln, Nebraska, to compete at the University of Nebraska Husker Invite on Friday, February 7th. Good luck to both the men's and women's track teams. And finally, let's take a look at the men's and women's basketball teams and how each team did in their two games against NSIC opponents, the University of Mary and Minot State. Now, both teams were on the opposite ends of the spectrum this past weekend. With the men on the winning side, the women 
And not so much. First, let's take a look at the men's team. The men's team beat both the University of Mary and Minot State over the weekend. The men beat the University of Mary Marauders in overtime on Friday, January 31st, 85 to 77, and the Minot State Beavers on Sunday, February 1st, 71 to 62. Leading scores for both games against the University of Mary Marauders were sophomore guard Nick Ferrini with 27 points and sophomore forward Jordan Jansen with 17 points. Against the Minot State Beavers, leading scores were Jordan Jansen with 19 and senior guard Altavius Jackson, who was mostly shut down in the game against University of Mary, but was on fire in this game, scoring 13 points. Now for the women's team, the women's team lost in overtime to the University of Mary, 81 to 83, and won close to Minot State. 73 to 72. The leading scores for both of those games for against the University of Mary, junior forward Aaron Norling scored 22, and junior point guard Hallie Bussey scored 21. Against Minot State, leading scores were freshman guard Josie Ryan with 16 and Norling with 13. Next. Both teams will travel up to Minnesota. First, on Friday, February seventh, both teams will play at Saint Cloud, Minnesota, to play the Saint Cloud State Huskies. And on Saturday, February eighth, the men's and women's teams will travel to Duluth, Minnesota, to battle the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. The women. Will tip off Saint Cloud State at 5:30 p.m. while the men tip off at 7:30 p.m. and against the Bulldogs of University of Minnesota Duluth, the men tip off at 5:30 and the women tip off at 3:30. Good luck to both teams this upcoming weekend. And that concludes this episode of Sounds of the Stater. As always, if you want to listen to this podcast again. You can go to the website anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r f m, and look for my podcast, Sounds of the Stater. You can also tune into my podcast on Spotify. Yes, both previous episodes of my podcast are now on Spotify. Give them a listen there. You can also tune into ninety one nine the Cat. On Friday, at 2 p.m., to listen to this and other episodes of my podcast, and also you can go to the Wayne Stater website and Wayne Stater app to listen to this podcast. If you want to read these stories in their entirety, you can pick up a free copy of the Wayne Stater in all buildings around campus and most places around the town of Wayne. Thank you all very much for listening. To episode three of Sounds of Stater, and I will see you on the next episode of Sounds of the Stater.